Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Let's welcome our special guest, Michelle Hope, who's a dedicated sexologist, uh, educator and activist with over 15 years experience as we talk a paradox of seduction. Good evening on our side and afternoon to you, Michelle Hope. Hello, hello. How are you, Patricia? Hello, family. Oh, thank you so very much for giving us your time. We understand it's Thanksgiving in the United States. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. You know what? I don't need a day that the colonizers came and stole the land from a person to give thanks. I give thanks every day, but I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> Go, girl. Thanksgiving should be every day. That's the attitude we should have, actually, Michelle. You are so correct. Yes, absolutely. Um, but I'm sure you're in the kitchen cooking up a storm, or if not, you're probably relaxing because the public holiday there. I am cooking up a storm. You know, I got I, I'm doing a little surf and turf today. Not going to do the turkey. Going to do a little lobster tail and steak. Oh my gosh, my mouth is watering. I'm going. But that's to... a part of seduction, mm. right? Right, girl. Listen, you've seduced me enough. Once the, the, the this lockdown is over, I'm coming to visit you in New York, okay? And I want those lobster tails. <laughs> yes, that sounds fabulous. I think it's so, you know, when you reached out to me to talk about seduction, I took some time to think about what that really means mm. and helping people understand that the art form of seduction doesn't come through genital acts. It's about your senses, Right. All of your senses, the sound, the smell, the sight, the taste, the feel. When we talk about the art of seduction, you want to be able to tap into all five of those senses. So I decided to seduce myself because I'm staying in. Don't have family here because we're trying to reduce COVID, right? So I'm staying in and I'm cooking a small meal um, that makes me feel sexy. So that's also a part. Of, of really understanding seduction is really understanding what makes you feel sexy and doing that. Because when you feel sexy, you, the people around you will recognize that. So seduction starts with self, from what you are saying, Michelle. Just like the best sex, of course it starts with self. Hmm. Just like the best relationships. So I always encourage people to really understand deeply what makes them feel sexy and it should resonate from within does that make sense absolutely absolutely so how how does one ignite that in them especially after you know as we grow older we lose that sense of self um appreciation we we lose the sense of um putting ourselves first and loving ourselves because we've had so many challenges so how does one start that art of you know, falling in love with yourself and finding yourself sexy and appreciating yourself and doing these things that will make you understand what it is that turns you on? I think that's a great question. And I think we, we like, oftentimes when I come and t- chat with you, mm-hmm. we talk about sex in the form of genital acts, or that's what we think we're going to start with. Yeah. But we always end up going back to how we feel good about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves. So one of the things I like to recommend is really creating a ritual, a practice in which you honor yourself, you celebrate yourself, and you do the things that make you, yourself, feel good. We have to remember that we cannot get our sex drive, our sex appeal, 
our, our self-love from any outside space or person. It has to resonate from within first, and then it will be able to attract outward, inward, right? So practice. I love to recommend people take um, and schedule one night a week where you take that bubble bath or you take that shower. You, you know, for men, you do all your grooming things. Maybe you go to the barber shop. Maybe you shave your face, you know. I think men should give themselves facials. Buy one of them little masks in the packet that you just put on. Give yourself 10 minutes a day to honor yourself and celebrate yourself in a way. And then that's one. And then you know, we've talked about it before, you should be masturbating regularly because it can boost confidence, lower stress levels, and help you get to sleep. Yeah. We okay. talked about that. We talked about yeah, that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so self-care, love yourself, book time out for yourself, do the things that make you feel great, but also uh, get to know your own body so you reduce stress via um, masturbation. But And then now when I, I've realized what I like, now I, I've given myself as Patricia time. I know if I, 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 I make myself a meal, uh, whatever favorite meal, um, and I'm eating that after I've had this beautiful bubble bath, I feel good. But now how do I turn that on to, you know, touch another soul, to touch another body and seduce someone else? Yeah, that's a great question. So just like you would do that for yourself, think about finding ways to do that for your partner. And I think cooking is a great way, right? So you want to seduce somebody, you don't need to vacuum the floor. You don't need to dust. Don't be having no dirty drawers sitting around when you invite them over. You want a space that feels clean, that feels fresh, you know? You know and, and while we are, you know, at least here, we're in quarantine a little bit. Let's say you have a partner and you have been together for a long time. Set up an opportunity for, you know? But that means, you know, shower, save your face, save your legs, cook a nice meal, mm. and really allow yourself the opportunity to make it seem special. I think that's kind of the thing we don't do a lot of the time, is we don't take the time to just create the environment. You know, put some new sheets on the bed. Let's say you and your partner, y'all live together, y'all been together. Maybe the night, say, hey, babe, let's do a date night. And then that morning, change the sheets. Put a little of your favorite perfume or cologne on the sheets because we need to focus on the senses. Sensuality. What's the, like that, the root word, sense, senses. Focus on the smell, the taste, the lighting, the visuals. Right? Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. so important. That's what seduction is about. That's Mm. what sensuality is comes into play is playing with those senses oh it's, it's give your partner a massage oh yes give uh, give each other a massage partner please reciprocate <laughs> um you cook know a meal to get yeah go ahead Michelle. even cooking a meal together even cooking a meal together can be seductive next thing you know you got the buns is burning because y'all getting it on in the kitchen hmm <laughs> it sounds so it doesn't take a lot mm, mm. 
Now, we let me remind our A-teamers that we're speaking to Michelle Hope and uh, she's a, a sexologist and she's talking to us about the, the art of seduction. And so far, I'm really ta- I'm actually taking a lot of notes and it's things I'm going to go back to because seduction starts with self and then you can um, take it outwards. M- Michelle, what about the well, things? Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, once you start... Treating yourself in a way that makes you feel sexy and seductive, that is going to start that energy because it's all about energy. And once you get that going, that energy is going to radiate off of you and it's going to attract your partner to you more. Now, let's talk about what you say what we say to each other yeah. because especially for people who've been Absolutely. in long-term relationships we get so like you know nonchalant about each other we say whatever however how important are the words that we say and the tones that we use in seducing each other oh i mean language is so important words are so important and let's say you've been in a relationship for a long time you know Maybe you're a little bored. What I might suggest is I might suggest writing a love note. Maybe I would also suggest as a couple reading some erotic literature. Because when you expose yourself to language and words and stories about um, eroticism, what can happen is it can ignite your imagination. And if you're doing this together, and by together, I mean, you don't have to sit at the dinner table and read the book together. But if you're, you, you have what I like to call a, a couple's book club, where the two of you are reading it, then when you are together, carve out five minutes a day to talk about the storyline and how it turns you on or what you found taboo or what you found exciting. And the more you do that, the more you will have an expanded language around erotic conversations. It's like you have to learn to know and you have to learn Mm. to grow. Mm. And if you want to grow your space of sensuality, it takes work. It takes practice. It's not like, oh, one day I'm just going to turn it on and it's going to be great. No, you've got to practice. So it's an opportunity reading literature together. Um, And I'm saying literature versus watching pornography together because there's no words there. Yeah. And what I want you to do is to learn the language, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you know, sometimes so, you'd find yourself in a relationship where the one partner is just really not reciprocating. You are trying all you can. You are, you know, putting up the, the, the candles and the atmosphere is good, the music, you're cooking, you're even cooking naked and the partner is just not feeling it for whatever reason, whether it's stress or whatever else it may be. How do you deal with that when you are trying to be so seductive and you're trying to be so romantic and your partner does not reciprocate? Well, I think first of all, then you backtrack, right? And you just maybe scale back on all the romantic stuff and you start to... At least, and I think this goes for both. One of the things you just said that's really important um, is you talked about stress, right? And stress can most definitely impact one's ability to feel sexy. And that's a valid thing. So I think it then goes back to being able to have a conversation with your partner about um, 
what's happening in the relationship. It's not always the most comfortable conversation, uh, but it is one just to do a check-in. Hey, babe, how are you feeling? What's going on? Um, because, the, again, you should be able to talk to your partner, right? I think that we sometimes assume that we shouldn't, like, when it comes to sex, we don't have to have any conversations and there's no connection between our day-to-day lives and our sex lives. And there is, because depending on the levels of stress you might be experiencing in your day-to-day life will have a dramatic impact on your ability to feel sexy or get into um, a space where you want to have intercourse. And it can even impact your ability to have erection and or like being turned on. So I think it's just being honest and open. But I'm saying this from both sides. So if you're somebody who's trying to seduce your partner and it's not working, or if you're somebody whose partner's trying to seduce them and it's not working, you have to have a conversation and you have to talk openly. If you don't like what they're doing, tell them. Tell them what you would like better. But it goes back to communication, open communication. Mm. And now, do you think sometimes this communication might need a mediator, such as yourself as a sexologist? Because if if we are yes. struggling, yeah, go ahead. Yes, yes. I mean, there's, that's, it, it, to me, it is a, it's an easy answer. It is a yes. Whether it's identifying, and, and I have a coaching program, so whether it's identifying that you want to work with a sexologist like myself, a relationship coach, or maybe even a therapist, depending on how severe some of the, the challenges are, right? I definitely think it's important to be okay with asking for help. That is a very adult and very mature way to move in relationships. And Patricia, I know these folks listening to this show right now, they grown. They yeah. grown, grown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no excuse to not try to, to not get help, to know something is wrong and not try to seek out help. That is immature. And but, in 2020, after the kind of year the world has had, life is too short. Oh, so you might yes. as well try to live it to the fullest. Oh, yes, I agree with you. Michelle, if people wanted uh, from here in South Africa to uh, get some counseling um, with you, do you do online sessions? I do online sessions um, and they can go to my website and they can email me through my website or they can go to my Instagram um, and I have uh, programs for couples, for singles um, and I do work with other therapists so if I feel as though somebody's issue is beyond coaching and they just need some mental health um, counseling, I usually refer out but I'm not here to be with somebody for eight years you're not going to have me as your coach for eight years. I'm trying to ident- help you identify what the area of concern is and correct that within three to six months because it's important for me to give you practical and applicable skills to correct whatever issue it is. Before we end our conversation, we'll definitely request for you to please give us your uh, website uh, address and also your handles on social media. I'd like us to go to another area here. And this is the area where seduction, flirting, and teasing mingle. So you find that there are people who are extremely good at uh, being flirty and uh, attracting any man or woman, even if it's people they don't know. And this, I think this can be dangerous uh, dangerous at some point because you could end up attracting someone else's man or someone else's woman. So how does one 
flirt cautiously if they are single? Well, I think that, first of all, if you're single and you're flirting, if somebody does not tell you that they are in a relationship, that is not your fault. Now, when you find out, then you have to be responsible for the decisions that you choose moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. I feel as though being, I am, now, if it's, don't be flirting on the job now. Nobody needs a sexual harassment lawsuit. And if you feel like you're flirting with someone and you're not getting that reciprocated, maybe they're in a relationship and maybe you should respect that. But I think there are ways that you can flirt with people and be able to gauge whether or not the flirting is okay. You can say it um, almost coquettishly like, I am flirting with you a little. Is that okay? Because you don't want to make people feel uncomfortable and you want to give them the opportunity for informed choice, right? Um, and I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are like, why would I do that? But it can just make it so much more fun. Like if somebody's like, oh, I, I feel like you're flirting with me, you could be like, perhaps I am. Is that okay? And then if they say yes, now you're in a space where you have this ability, this kind of openness to be flirty. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. So communication is king once again, even if you are single. Um, uh, there's there's uh, one of our A-teamers who agrees and says, great show. Remember with communication, it's not what is said, but how it's said. Keep the tone sexy too. Shoo. Okay, so keep the tone sexy. <laughs> Does that mean that we have to change our voices when we're trying to be seductive, Michelle? No, I don't know if it's necessarily about your tone. I think it's more like, I think that, you know, different people find different things sexy. I definitely don't want anybody to send me pictures of their genitals. That's not sexy to me. I personally like people who are intelligent. I mm. like wittiness. I like intellectual banter. That is a turn on to me. I don't want you to be like, ooh, baby, baby, ooh, baby, baby, you so looking so good, your booty so fine. Ooh. Now, for someone else, that might be the way they like that. That's just not me. So really getting to know a person and understanding who they are as people can help you identify the best ways to flirt with them. So really know yourself, then know the next person. So how, how do I get to a point if I am new in a relationship where I now know myself, but now I need to get to know this other person that I'm getting into this relationship with to know what they like and what they don't like so I don't end up becoming that girl who, who thinks one thing is sexy, but actually it's not. Um, well, well, I think like, that is where it goes back to like setting up that self-care routine, your sexy self-care routine. Think maybe reading erotic literature on your own, maybe giving yourself those bubble baths, cooking yourself that amazing meal and having a glass of wine, lathering up in your favorite lotions and, and potions and, and using the perfumes and colognes and just creating your environment where you feel the sexiest alone is going to help you identify what you like around seduction. But it really has to be done by you recognizing it and taking the time to learn that about yourself. There's also uh, something that's quite intriguing about people who have mastered the art of seduction is the fact that they have an element or an aura of mystery 
mastery in them is how does one get that how does one you know manage to tell you that this water is warm but uh you're not quite sure what the degree is of of the temperature um i think that again you really got to know yourself there's a great book by robert green called the art of seduction that i would encourage people to read because there are different types of seducers. There are different types of seduction that are out there. And I think knowing what type you are is super important, Hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the book is called The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. It's an incredible book. I encourage people to read it. And it really helps you kind of better understand the different types of, of seduction. I think on that note, Michelle, I'm going to say this is a book that I'm going to definitely get my hands on so I can uh, learn the art of seduction and see where I fall in. Could you give us uh, perhaps as uh, we are about to close off with you some of your uh, top 10 tips on how we can better seduce ourselves and those we love? I think first it's starting with yourself and really deepening your Um, connection with your body and your brain. So really strengthening that body-brain connection by creating rituals or practices in which you turn your cell phone off, you cut out all the noise, and you just meditate. You give yourself that bubble bath or a nice long shower where you shave your face, shave your legs, do all the things, wash your hair really good, and you just have a glass of wine alone and you just enjoy that space. I think also... Read, knowing your love language, love languages is another amazing way for you to have a deeper understanding of what turns you on, what you like in relationships and what you don't. Um, I think reading The Art of Seduction is really powerful. And then I think just having simple conversations with partners around what turns them on, what they like, what they want, and, and really taking it back to communication is important. And it boils down to communication once again. But uh, self-love is the best love. Michelle, thank you so very much for joining us uh, and sharing uh, this beautiful, beautiful uh, information with uh, us and the A-teamers. Could you please give us your social media handles where we could be able to get hold of you and also your website? Absolutely. So you can find me at M-H-S-E-X-P-E-R-T. That's at MHSexpert or on my website, www.mhsexpert.com. Or you can email me, which is info, I-N-F-O, at mhsexpert.com. So book your sessions today. Excellent. I think that's what we need to do. Book those sessions because you're they are needed. We need to learn this beautiful art of seduction and self-love. And if communication has broken down in a relationship, I think you would be the best person to assist. Thank you so very much, Michelle, and enjoy that lobster tail. I will. I'll talk <laughs> to you soon. Love you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Love you too, Michelle. Thank you very much. Bye. That was... Uh, sexologist and um, educator and activist all the way in New York, Michelle Hope, who's got 15 years of experience. She is available at uh, 
MH Sexpert, which is M-H-S-E-X-P-E-R-T, or www.mhsexpert.com, info at sexpert.com if you need to get uh, some advice and assistance from a sexologist, make sure that you hit her up on her socials or on her website. This is a Late Night Conversations, the time now, 20 minutes to midnight.